0: Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the First Square Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Choir, for the hymn. And it is my earnest prayer this morning the Lord will make plain his ways and purpose for our lives in Jesus' name. You may not hear a sound. There may not be the rain. You may not even have seen the cloud. But the Lord will visit you. In the name of Jesus. This year is our year of supernatural miracles. And I want to tell you this morning that God specializes in doing miracles. The days of miracles are not over. These are the days of God's supernatural manifestations. And this year, we shall experience that in the name of Jesus Christ. I'd like us to have a word of prayer. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have made. Thank you, Father, Lord, because your mercies are new every morning. Father, we have come to take afresh from your table. We have come to breathe afresh from the mountains of your goodness and of your mercy. Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit will visit us. The Holy Spirit will breathe upon us. Father, Lord, God Almighty, Faith will arise in our hearts as we listen to your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, I'd like to quickly remind us that the theme for this year is our year of supernatural miracles. And this morning, by the grace of God, I am going to share with us on the topic Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. And it is my prayer that the Holy Spirit will speak unto us individually and collectively in Jesus' name. I'm going to read some scriptures and then we share our theme scripture again is Second Kings chapter three, verses eleven to twenty-five. But I'm going to read precisely from uh, verse seventeen to twenty-five so that we can save some time. Seventeen, for this is what the Lord says: You will neither, you will see neither wind nor rain. No rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water, and you, your cattle, and your other animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also deliver Moab into your hands. You will overflow, you overthrow every fortified city. And every major town. You will cut down every good tree, stop up all the springs, and ruin every good field with stones. Verse 20. The next morning, about the time for offering the sacrifice, there it was, water flowing from the direction of Edom. And the land was filled with water. Now all the Moabites heard that the kings had come to fight against them. So every man, young and old, who could bear arms was called up and stationed on the border. When they got up early in the morning, the sun was shining on the water. To the Moabites across the the way, the water looked red like blood. That is blood, they said. Those kings must have fought and slaughtered each other. Now to to the plunder, Moab. But when the Moabites came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and fought them up until they fled. And Israelite invaded the land and slaughtered the Moabite. They destroyed the towns, and each man threw a stone on every good field until it was covered. They stopped up all springs and cut down every good tree. Only Kishusha was left with the stones in place. But men, hung with slings, surrounded it and attacked it. Mark chapter nine verses twenty. To 27 or 25. Mark chapter 9. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy, the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Verse 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter again. The spirit, strict, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, Is he dead? But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you look at the story in the book of Second King, it will appear as sieve the major and the only problem of those three kings and their army was the lack of water. But the lack of water or the thirst was just a means towards fulfilling God's eternal counsel. God orchestrated the situation to the point where the people began to seek for solution to their problems. And eventually, they were led to the man of God, Elisha. And I want to say that whatever experience you are going through in life has an eternal purpose in the mind of God. God's determinate counsel was to deliver the people of Israel from the Moabites that have come to oppress them or that have refused to honor the agreements they had with uh, Israel. But they would not have sought after God if there was no, uh, that if that experience of lack of water, did not take place. And I want to show you very quickly. You know, the reason why the three kings gathered together was to defeat Moab. Okay, the reason why Judah, why Israel, where Edom gathered together was to fight against the Moabite. But for seven days, they were wandering in the wilderness. They were wandering in the wilderness. And I want to say this morning, that God knows the hand from the beginning. You see, our life is like a spectrum, you know? You can only see one beat at a time. But God sees the hand from the beginning. Praise the Lord. And that is why when you're passing through the waters, deep waters of life, don't be despair. Because God hand had a purpose. There is an end to it. And look at the way God defeated the Moabites. When they got to the man of God, the man of God asked them to dig ditches in the valley. And the Bible says, at about the time of prayers in the morning, water came from Edom and fill all those pot holes, all, all the holes. Praise the Lord. And as the sun rises in the morning, the reflection of the sun, if you can try it, very early in the morning, you know, you can go out, if, there are, if you pour water on the floor, and you come out early in the morning, the beam of the, the rays of sun shining on that water, the reflection of it will be red. And to the Moabite, it was like blood. And in their own thinking, they said to themselves, these people have killed themselves. Let us go and spoil them. Let us go and take the booty and then uh, chase them out of our land. But look at the way God defeated the Moabites. They didn't even need to raise God used a particular experience, the, 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 the major challenge of their lives to provide the solution to defeat their enemies. It was their thirst that drove them to God. It was their thirst that drove them to take action, to do what God asked them to do. It was their thirst that led to the miracle of victory that they experienced. To me, the real miracle was the defeat of the Mawlid. Yes, God provided water. Yes, they drank and they were satisfied. But the real miracle is that defeat of their enemies. And I prayed this morning, in the middle. Of your challenge, of your crisis, in the middle of your thirst, in the middle of what you are going through, you will see God's eternal purpose and victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will see the reason why God has allowed the thirst to persist for seven days and they couldn't get water anywhere. And the reason is because God wants to show forth his glory, his praise, and his power. You see, we are built for God's signs and wonders. We are not miracle chasers. We are for signs and for wonders. And that is why whatever experience of life you are going through, be rest assured that you are not alone. And that that situation is not too hard for God to do. And the man of God told them, is it because of water you are running Elta skater? This is a very simple thing for God to do. Your situation is very simple. In the hands of God, in the sight of God. It will God nothing. And we saw it. It cost God nothing to give them water. But God wanted them to see him, to have a relationship with him first before before their thirst were satisfied. And I pray that the Lord will help us to see the real reason why we're going through this experience in life. There is nothing that happens to a child of God without God knowing about it. And there is no situation that is beyond God's ability to solve. Three nations, no water. Seven days a search. And yet God said, this is a very light thing. Elijah did not even, he only called the choir, sing for me. and let the Lord speak. In the middle of your crisis, you have a reason to praise God in the name of Jesus Christ it is not a time to be despondent it is not a time to organize pity parties it is a time for us to look up unto God the author and the finishers of our faith and the Lord God Almighty will visit us in Jesus name miracles miracles are children's mates praise the Lord And God specializes in doing miracles. And this morning, by the grace of God, we're going to share very quickly some facts about supernatural miracles. Then, what is the real purpose of miracles in our lives? And of course, how can we experience God's supernatural miracle in our daily life? And the Lord God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. Facts about the supernatural miracle. So miracles may or may not be spectacular. Let me drop that. Miracles may not be, may or may not be spectacular. If you look at the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 1, in fact, please when you get to read 2 Kings chapter 3, chapter 4, they are full of manifestations of God's divine providence. This widow ran to Elisha, the man of God, and he said, you know your servant, my husband, he was a devoted man. But since he passed on, the creditor came and seized, the one who seized his two sons, and then made them servant until we were able to pay." And the man of God said, what do you have what can i do for you after narrating our experience and uh, he said no i only have a jar of oil at home a jar of oil at home and that is all god needed to pay up all our debts and to settle her for life she became the biggest oil merchant after that experience You know, from problem to victory. Hallelujah. In 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 that particular crisis lies your deliverance. Lies the hands of God to bring about this divine purpose. You see, God wanted to bless the woman and make her great. But she had a problem. But thank God she ran to the man of God. And the man of God told her, go and borrow as many vessels as you can. Afterwards, go inside your house, lock up yourself, and begin to pour the oil into the jar one by one. It was only this woman and her children that knew what happened. It wasn't spectacular. There were no thunderstorms. Cripples were not walking, But right in her bedroom, the Lord carried out a miracle. Hallelujah. So you know, God it, it doesn't have to be something very spectacular, but in a one-on-one relationship with God, you will experience miracle this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Miracles are divinely orchestrated. Sometimes the reason why certain problems persists is because the testimony has to be greater. Are you listening to me now? The reason why certain issues persist and, you know, the pressure becomes so much is because God wants to show forth the excellency of his glory in that particular situation. You know, after all, after a second day, when they couldn't get water, the logical thing was to send Amin to go back home And then bringing water. Or to say, guys, you know what? Let's call it quits. This is mission impossible. How you listen to me now? You know, but the first persisted for seven solid days. Abraham, you know, sought the face of God for how many years? For about 25 years. And yet, because God has an eternal purpose. Is it so, you know, giving Abraham children is a very small thing for God to do. But God's divine purpose is that an Isaac must be born. Hallelujah. And God will do everything, will orchestrate every situation until his divine purpose is established. It's a life thing for God to for the, the Elisha could have just said, woman, well, how much did your husband hold? And call brethren together and raise the raise funds in one hour or less and pay up the debts. But would that solve our problem? No. God wanted to permanently bless this woman. And that is why God had to perform a miracle. And I tell you we hold many miracles in our lives. There are certain forces, certain experiences of life that are beyond the ordinary. That it is only God and God alone that can do it. I bet you if Israel had gone to God and said, God, these Moabite people are looking for trouble. And sought the face of God. Maybe God will have told him one or two things to do. But common sense, and that is what happened a lot of times common sense says, you know what, let me talk to my brother Judah. Joseph is there. Let me talk to Edom. You know, Edom were also the descendants of uh, Esau. So they are like my brother too. Let's come together. Let's form a coalition of forces and let us invade Moab and destroy them. Hallelujah. But let us learn to seek the face of God. At the end of the day, the same Elisha he was thrown away from, is the same Elisha that preferred the solution to their problems. Praise the Lord. God wants to gain our attention. Miracles are very, very easy for God to perform. But the greatest miracle is God getting your attention. God had to deal with Moses first before he began to use him to perform miracles. And it took God to lead Moses to the wilderness, running away from Egypt, from the palace. And it took God to cause the bush to burn without being consumed to gain his attention. And from that moment on, Moses became an epitome of miracle. Praise the Lord. May the Lord gain your attention today. May you come to the point of devotions and commitment to God where God can trust and rely on you. Where we no longer struggle with God. Where we no longer depend upon the arm of flesh. But we wholly trust Him to see us through in Jesus' name. So they are divinely orchestrated. Miracles are connected to God's eternal purpose. They are connected to God's eternal purpose. That's what he have. Look at Daniel in Babylon. God didn't just give Daniel vision to interpret all kinds of dreams. God orchestrated the problem of Nebuchadnezzar, and there was no other person who could interpret. And God gave Daniel wisdom. It wasn't spectacular, but it was extremely supernatural for Daniel to interpret the dream to the king. And because of Daniel's interpretation of the dream, you know, the king thereafter decreed that there is no other God other than the God of Daniel. Hallelujah. God wants to glorify himself in our lives, in our situation. And that is why we must look up unto him uh, for the divine manifestation. Other, other facts about miracle is that God is light and does, imp- and does not impose additional burden on you. I've had people who go to prophets for miracles. You know, that's what these people do. They will tell you that after all, the king of Israel went to the prophet for miracles. And uh, instead of lighting your burden, they impose an additional burden on you. Some will even tell you how much you need to give to get visa, and it depends on the country where you want to go. That determines the, the amount of money or seed. Then don't let me say money. Amount of seed you need to sow. The moment somebody imposes a condition on you to experience God's mercy, it's fake. It's a liar. Don't you ever subject yourself to such people. God told, through Elisha, told these people, this is a very light thing. When Elisha healed, the, healed Naaman, how much did he collect from him? Did he ask Naaman to buy him a private jet? Or build houses for him? Or come and build a sanctuary for God? This is how you know those who are out there, you know, to make merchandise of God's people in the name of miracle. I was told of a particular person who has a series of anointing, anointing bottle, that are some he has prayed for over seven days. That is probably like 5,000 iron so that he can receive miracle. There is a one he prayed before God naked on top of the mountain that is 10,000 naira. All kind of things are going on today in the names of miracle. So please don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. God specializes in miracle, and your situation is not too hard for God to handle. Like senior Pastor said, God demands devotion from us. And that was what Elisha told them. Let us worship God. And God spoke. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the purpose of miracle? Or what are the purpose of miracles in the life of his children? John chapter 11 verse 4. When he had this, Jesus said, this sickness with no hand in death. No. It is for God's glory so that, the song, so that God's Son may be glorified. The primary purpose of God's performing, God performing miracles in our lives is to the intent that the Lord might be glorified, that Jesus might be exalted, It's not that, oh, you should drink water and that's it, but that the glory and honor must be to God. The second purpose of miracle is to demonstrate God's providence, God's power and sovereignty, God's providence, God's ability to meet your needs. It doesn't matter what it is. God has the ability To meet those needs, Daniel chapter two verses twenty-eight and chapter three verse twenty-nine. Let me read that to us. us. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, and their houses be torn into piles of rubble. For no other god can say in this way. No other God can save in this way. Three people into the, into, into the furnace and they were not consumed. And God was present with them. Miracles are to bring glory to the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. John chapter 14 verse 13. And I will do whatever you ask of Ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That is a promise God has given to us. Anything you ask the Father in His name, He will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Miracles are meant to draw men to Christ in worship and total submission. Any miracle that does not lead to conversion or restoration or fellowship with God. It's not from, it's probably not from God. Because it has to be that that miracle points people to Christ. Praise the Lord. You remember the miracle in John chapter 2 when Mary was approached for wine. Mary directed them to Christ. Praise the Lord. Miracle leads to repentance, righteous living, and worship. Miracle, you know, brings about fear and worship and honor to the name of the Lord when it is performed. And I pray that your experience will lead people to Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. Your testimony We bring people to Christ in the name of Jesus. And that is why it's important. After you have experienced God's divine providence, don't keep it to yourself. Our job is to do like that Samarian woman by the well in John chapter 4. She went to town and told everybody that cares to listen what the Lord has done. Don't keep it to yourself. You know, it opens doors for greater miracles. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How do we experience the supernatural? How can we experience the supernatural? The first thing I said here is it says that miracle, miracle is available to all believers. It's as simple as that. Every single child of God can experience supernatural miracle. The widow was just a very, very, it was a woman that is in need. And herself and the children experienced the supernatural. And I'll tell you a quick story. Now, this story, they call it um, The Price of a Miracle. I don't know how many of us have heard the story. There was a little girl, about eight years old, her name, is, her name was Tess. And she has a, a, a junior brother that was very young but very, very sick. One day, the, the parents called them and said they needed to move from their house and go to a smaller house because, one, they don't have mon- enough money to keep the house, and they needed a lot of money to buy medication for this uh, little boy that was sick. And as the woman was crying in the room, so the girl was just passing by the door and had the father telling the mother that it is only a miracle that can save this child. We don't have the money to do the surgery. We don't have the money to buy the drug, but it's only a miracle. So, this girl, eight years old, had only a miracle. She ran quickly to her room and brought out a jelly jar where she normally kept a coin. And she poured the coins on the floor, counted it. It was $1.11. She grabbed it, ran to the pharmacy down the street. And uh, she got to the pharmacy. The pharmacist was busy talking to Someone, a stranger, you know, at least to the girl, and the girl was getting impatient. The girl just to get the attention of the pharmacist, but the man, the pharmacist, did not listen until she brought out a cone and began to knock the glass to get the attention of the pharmacist. And then the pharmacist said, "Yes, can't you see? I'm talking to my brother that I've not seen in ages. He came from Chicago." yes. And then the girl said, yes. I'm also here because my brother is very, very sick. And I want to buy a miracle to save his life. I have money here. I have $1.11. I'm ready to give you all the money. If you need more, I I will go and look for it. But I want to buy a miracle to save my brother. The the stranger that I came from Chicago turned around and bent down and said, what did you say? He said, my brother is sick. He has. We said, what's the, what's the nature of the, bro- of the sickness? He said, something was growing in his head and it's not feeling well. And the, the stranger took the hold of the guest hand and said, $1.11, that is what you're going to pay to get your brother well. So the man followed the girl home and met the family. And this man happened to be one of the most notable neurosurgeons in America. Took the boy to the hospital, they performed surgery on the boy, and the boy was well. And the girl had to pay only $1.11. Are you listening to me now? $1.11. One dollar eleven cents. So miracles available to every believer. Only do not box God into your own ideas, into your own worldview. Because miracles are supernatural, they are beyond human comprehension, and God can decide to come in any way or in any form. For Elijah, God sent down the rain but for Elisha, it said you're not going to see rain, no wind, but the valley shall be filled. The valley shall be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. God has the ability to move in diverse ways. And for this little girl, she only needed to bring out $1.11 to make the best surgeon and get her brother healed. So, it's available let us trust God for that. In the book of Luke chapter 17 verse 6, Jesus Christ replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. In Mark chapter 11, after Christ had spoken to the tree, Nobody saw. There was nothing spectacular. Nothing spectacular happened. But by the time they were coming back in the evening, they discovered that the tree was dead, and they were surprised. The disciples were surprised, and Christ told them, "Have faith in God, for with God nothing shall be impossible." And He said, "I say unto you, if you say unto this man not just this tree, if you say unto this mountain." Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not die in your hearts. It shall be unto you according to your faith. And I want to challenge us this morning. What can you believe God for? What can you trust God for? And I'm going to close with three scriptures. Then I will allow us to pray. The first scriptures i like to, I like to close, off, close with is uh, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Every first should know this. Jesus Christ is what? The same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His power, His grace, His ability has never diminished. This year, 2022, just reassure yourself that God has not changed. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Today and forever. The second scripture is Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 17 and 27. And you remember Jeremiah lived at a time where, when the children of Israel were exiled into Babylon. And in the middle of that crisis, he was still prophesying, he still prophesied that God will bring them back. And that's why if you read Jeremiah uh, 32, 7, it said, Ha, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the heart by your great power, and now hand. Nothing is too hard for you. Verse 7, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? And the Lord is asking us this question this morning. Is there anything too hard for God to do? It could be your career, stagnation. You've been denied promotion several times. Opportunity has passed you by, and you're still asking God, God, are you still alive? Are you alive for me? Or you've been going through sudden experiences, sickness, illness. You have gone from pillar to post, and the, and the situation still persists. Is there anything too hard for God to do? That is absolutely nothing too hard for God to do. Mark 11, verse 22, 24. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, if anyone this morning will say to this mountain, Go! Throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their hearts, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And I was tempted to hide verse 25. I believe that 25 is for somebody. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone forgive them forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins your miracle will come the Lord will visit you the valley shall be filled in the name of Jesus Christ nothing shall be impossible for you this year in the name of jesus christ and i just want us to talk to god very quickly let's just talk to god let us talk to god let us talk to god for this is what the Lord says. You will see neither wind nor rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water. And you, your cattle, and your other animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. It will also deliver the Moab into your hands. I want us to talk to God this morning. This year, 2022, the Lord will visit you. The Lord will visit your family. The Lord will heal. The Lord will restore. There shall be divine providence. Oh, there shall be deliverance every single power, natural or natural, that is sitting, that have been sitting on your progress, the Lord will approach them. Oh, this is your year. You will experience the supernatural in the name of Jesus because God specializes in doing the supernatural. And I want to pray for you if you are here this morning. The greatest miracle that can happen to you is for you to to be saved. It's for you to give your life to Christ. Without this miracle, you cannot experience the supernatural miracles we are talking about. Whatever you have this morning, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to experience God's mercies and providence, I'd like you to put your hands in your, your right hand on your chest. We're going to pray for you. You want to give your life to Christ, whether online, on site, at the overflow. I want you to put your right hand on your chest. And ask the Lord Jesus to come into your hearts. Ask the Lord, the God of heaven, and ask to perform the greatest miracle in your life. Oh, your sickness is not, it's not the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is for you to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And all other things shall be added unto you. Are you there? Put your right hand on your chest and ask the Lord Jesus Christ to have mercy upon you, to forgive you your sins and come into your hearts. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you.